giving up, I don't think is a bad idea at times, to be honest with you, because Mm -hmm. sometimes in a business, it's just not the right time or you do run out of money or it was a bad fucking idea. So it's not like giving up is the worst thing to do. When you go in from any endeavor, you're always positive at the beginning that it's going to work. If you're an entrepreneur who doesn't go into it believing that it's going to work, good luck. Um, (laughs) I think the one thing mentally I'm trying to do differently from this situation is just keep my head down. And, you know, there's good days and there's bad days. And when there's bad days, go take a nap or go on the bike or go take a walk or go smoke weed or whatever you have to do to get over it. Just go do it, but don't give up. And, uh, The next day is a new day. Just keep moving forward. You might not get to where you want to be at the time that you've set for yourself, but that doesn't mean that you won't get to where you want to be. Welcome to Reclaiming Consciousness. My name is Elise Bassine, spiritual mentor, breathwork practitioner, and owner and CEO of Elise Breathes. For many years, our consciousness has been hijacked by societal and cultural programming, religion, the media, and familial and ancestral trauma. Right now, during this epic time in history, people are waking up, realizing who they really are, and reclaiming the pieces of their consciousness that they unknowingly gave away. This podcast is an exploration of how so many spectacular humans are leading the way in exiting the matrix and reclaiming who they really are and what they're capable of. In this show, you'll meet exceptional people who are paving the way in raising consciousness and creating a new way of living on this earth. Get ready to go deep. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So this week, I have my husband, Matt, on the show. And I'm so excited for you to meet him. He kind of reluctantly did this because he doesn't like to be the center of attention. He likes to kind of be in the background. But I have been asking him to come on for a while now to talk about our other business, Mind Goods, and also just so everyone could get to know him a little bit since I've been talking about him for a long time. (laughs) So um, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. You're going to enjoy getting to know him. And like I said talking on a podcast is not his favorite thing to do. It was a little bit of a stretch for him, but I think he did a really good job. So I know you're going to love it. And after you listen to the episode, make sure you sign up for the Mind Goods email list. You can get 20% off your first order. And I think you're really going to love it and you're going to enjoy getting to know Matt. I have a lot going on, you guys. First of all, we have the Sacred Six Figure Initiation starting next week, December 5th on Tuesday. This is everything, you guys. I'm so excited for this program. It's basically going to be learning how to create run and thrive in your business in a completely new way. And it's really about stepping into the new paradigm opening your channel and allowing yourself to be guided by your higher self, by your higher guidance, by spirit on how you do everything in your business. So not even just around like what you are sharing in your business, but around everything, how it wants to be structured, how you're going to share your offers, how you're going to 
share content, like all of it, how to create frequency emanating content so that your people easily find you. It's all about utilizing and leveraging your unique frequency to easily grow your business and create your first six figures. And if you've already created six figures, it'll help you create it much more quickly. So I'm so excited for this. It's a 10-month experience. So it's a journey to spiritual enlightenment. It's a journey to the new paradigm of business because I know that everyone can feel that things need to change. It's no longer about copying what someone else did. It's no longer about following a template. Those days are over. It's about you and doing what you're meant to do. And the only way you're going to know what that is, is to open your channel and allow yourself to channel what is meant for you. And that's what this program is all about. So you can still sign up. We start on Tuesday. Please reach out to me and we will link it below. Also, we have The Metamorphosis starting in January, January 2nd. The Metamorphosis is now an eight-week experience because I decided that at the speed that I'm moving, we no longer need to take a long time to clear familial and ancestral trauma. We can do it quickly. And that's what we're going to be doing in The Metamorphosis eight-week experience. I'm going to give you all of the tools and everything you need to identify your deepest wounding and patterns so that you can shift them immediately so that you can move a whole lot faster in your life and your business. So if you're somebody that feels like you keep coming up against the same thought patterns, you keep coming up against the same blocks, or your emotions slow you down, or you get triggered, or you spin out about stuff, this is for you because you will stop doing that (laughs) once you do the metamorphosis. And if you're somebody who feels like you know you want to move forward, but you're not sure what the next step is, and you're looking for clarity, you're looking for momentum, this is for you. You will find it here. The results that have happened in this program, you guys, are insane. They speak for themselves. Go back and listen to the, all of the episodes I have with the women who did it. It's unreal. And now it's easy as ever to join because the price has been slashed in more than half and it's a shorter experience. So you can get results a whole lot more quickly. That's starting January 2nd. Pre-sale pricing is one nine nine seven. Or there's a payment plan and that's available until December 15th. And then also I have my certification starting up again in February, February 1st. And now the certification is only going to be open once a year. So it's time to join. If you are somebody who has a business or you want to start one, these this is the only set of tools you'll ever, ever need to help people create transformation in their lives. Um, you will be certified in trauma-informed breathwork. And you'll learn how to facilitate and channel energy work. And you will master my proven trauma framework to shift familial and ancestral trauma really quickly for your clients. And you can incorporate this into any kind of business that you have, whether it's a coaching business or you're a healer. You will be able to get your clients' results very quickly using my methodology and making it your own. And the most wonderful thing about this is that What starts to happen is it activates your own unique medicine that you end up sharing with the world because it happens for everybody who comes in and it just up-levels your confidence and your ability to work with people in very profound transformational ways. So that is starting February 1st. And right now, if you sign up before the end of the week, you can still have access to the extended payment plan. So reach out to me about that or you can apply at the website and we will leave the link below. And that is all for now. Enjoy the episode with me and Matt. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So today I have a very special treat for you. I have my husband, Matt, on the show. And we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Mainly, we want to talk about Mind Goods, which I think a lot of you know is our business that we've started together. And you're going to hear all about that. And also just like the evolution of our relationship and how that kind of led into us starting Mind Goods together and just the story behind that. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> Matt is not someone who likes to talk that much. So this is going to be a little bit uncomfortable for him. But no, you should just be comfortable. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks, Elise. <laughs> Okay, so I kind of wanted to go into a little bit, basically like the last three years. We don't have to tell the whole story of that, but just maybe like your little synopsis of everything that occurred and then how that kind of led into this new creative project slash business that we've started together. Sounds fun. (laughs) Should have known that this was not just going to be a straightforward interview. I got kicked out of my own house. But luckily, we have a house across the street that I moved into. So while I was rehabbing it for new tenants, I lived there while dealing with everything with the family across the street. (laughs) Do you want to talk about like why we separated? I think that's your story to tell. I think I did tell the story. I just thought it would be like good to tell it from your perspective or like how you feel like that sparked your own evolution. Let's put it that way, because it did. I didn't want to lose my children. <laughs> so instead of losing my children, I decided to see somebody on a weekly or bi-weekly basis while I just dealt with uh, whatever personal issues that a human being deals with as they get older. How do you feel like you've changed within our relationship? Because you have. Uh, I'm more mellow these days. I don't know. I listen more, I guess. I've always put my family first, so I don't think that really changed. I think uh, I've calmed myself in my reactions to my wife and children. I take more self-care, I guess. Is that what we're going with? (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think that we've just like changed the way that we kind of like interact with each other. Like it's more... That's a two-way street. I think that you deal with your own stuff. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying like it's more like more of an open communication. I know that's something that I'm still working on. Mm, Like I've surpassed you on that. (laughs) Which makes me feel really good. Yeah, you're doing really good with that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think you're doing better with not like overreacting to stuff. That is correct. Yeah. Like being uh, bamboozled to uh, talk about mind goods and then all of a sudden (laughs) I'm not talking about... Well, then let's go into mind goods. We can talk about whatever you want. I agreed to this. Uh, Just (laughs) stating for the record that I got thrown a curveball, but... I think it's just because I wanted to talk about the evolution of how mind goods kind of came into the picture, which had to do with like this whole time of when you and I separated and then started working on our relationship. And also when you said, I didn't want to lose my kids, I think you also didn't want to lose me. I didn't want to lose my family. (laughs) I'll include you in that. (laughs) Thank you. So yeah, so then can you just talk about how you kind of got the idea for mind goods and how that all transpired? Sure. Well, I've always been an entrepreneur. 
I've been in the gem and mineral space a few times, including a clothing store that sold rocks and minerals and jewelry and also created uh, an online Etsy type of platform for sellers in that space and also have imported things for years. So I was already in that space and then I think you got a package from from Jennifer. Your, from Jennifer, your in it was something that I never saw before, which was kind of a gold amethyst. Which ironically, I've <laughs> my creations have well surpassed what it actually was. And for some reason, I just couldn't stop thinking about the damn thing. And uh, in my evolution, trying to figure out next steps, that object never left my head and like an asshole I guess I decided to completely rip our basement apart and uh, build a lab downstairs including air vents through our kids room (laughs) (laughs) spaces downstairs for grow lights to have natural plants down there well also I mean let's just kind of go back for a second because um first of all I think it would be important for you to explain to everyone like I know you talked a little bit about your history with crystals, but like, why do you think you've always been so attracted to crystals or you don't know? Doesn't everybody like shiny little things? Yeah, but not everyone. I just remember when the first time I went into your house, when we like, I think it was the first time we went on a date or like the second time Mm -hmm. I walked into your house and I literally had never seen a guy have a house with so many plants and crystals And when I walked in, it was just covered with plants and crystals. And I was just like, what is up with this guy? (laughs) Like, who is this guy? I don't know. Just people are into different things. I'm into sports and crystals. (laughs) Well, which is also just a weird combination. I'm an enigma. What do you want? (laughs) So, yeah. So you've always been into crystals. But then when you saw the gold-plated, it wasn't even a gold-plated amethyst that you saw, right? It was kind of like a... I think it was. Okay. But we were never able to find anything like that again. No, it's not. The only thing out there is what I'm producing, so. And then, but then what happened was too, when you saw it, you went through like all these iterations of trying to replicate it. Like, remember you bought like that like paint and you, it was probably like a year process of you just figuring out how you could create it. Correct. I had to re-reverse engineer what the actual item was and... In that process, like with anything else, you have to trial and error. And uh, luckily, a friend of mine who's a glass blower ended up having a hundred gallon copper tank. And uh, after we left the item in there for like, I don't know, 15, 16 hours, I realized that I was on the right track. I just needed to build my system up and kind of just jump with both feet in and just do. Right. Because I feel like this path that you went down is very non-traditional as far as like figuring out how to not only make it, but then create this thing in our basement and then create this brand around it. I feel like you are sometimes like driven by something that you can't even really describe. And then you're kind of like, what am I doing? Like you have these like moments where you're like, what am I doing? Is this crazy? Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you get manic. Uh, (laughs) Start to question life at times. But then you just like couldn't get the gold-plated amethyst out of your head and you had to figure out how to make it. Once I had 
put a ton of money into something, the last thing I was going to do was stop until I could figure it out. Yeah. So when you're five figures deep into something, (laughs) you have little recourse to do, but just keep moving forward. Right. So now we're at the point where you have finally figured out how to make them and perfect them. And now we're in the process of building a bigger setup in the basement. Correct. And then can you speak a little bit because it's interesting about gold and we know that gold is like a really high frequency. But for you, was there anything other than just like you seeing what it looked like, the gold and the amethyst, and then just feeling drawn to it? I think everybody's drawn to gold. So I don't think that that's coming out of left field. No. Um, When I go through the process, I do gold, nickel, and copper. So there's Mm -hmm. different effects that bounce off of the purple. Amethyst I like because multifaceted. I'm a a February baby, so it's my birthstone. But also, it's an affordable mineral. It's plenty, meaning that there's multiple areas in the world that produce We get our stuff from small family mine in Uruguay uh, that does all their stuff. And Uruguay produces some of the brightest, darkest purple. But I like amethyst, I think, as the stone because all other stones usually are really small. Mm -hmm. So really to like gold plate tourmaline, for instance. I mean, there is big tourmaline out there, obviously, but... And I could see everything evolving into people have asked about selenite, for instance, multiple times. And mm-hmm. uh, the one thing about plating or doing anything in a bath with a rock, it has to be above on the Mohs scale. And I think amethyst is like a 6.5 or a 7 on the Mohs scale. And anything that can go into the bath without it really dissolving has to be, I think, above a 6. So I don't know, amethyst just kind of fits... Checks all the boxes, as they say, um, Mm -hmm. at least to start the business. Again, multiple people have asked if I can gold plate other types of minerals. And I I think that that will be an arm of the business is, you know, people sending us stuff that I'm working on and, uh, you know, gold plating people's personal pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to perfect everything before I can even do that. And then why did you decide to call it Mind Goods? Kind of like a double entendre, mind instead of M I N D, no thought. Um, oh, oh, I didn't even realize. There it. you go. <laughs> uh, so, mind is obviously M I N E D. So, mm-hmm. mind, you, you're finding minerals in mines. Yeah. And then, goods. I've always been drawn to brands that use the E in a more classic way. So, I kind of like the mind goods mm-hmm. um, and a kind of. Goods really, like when we started the business, I envisioned being able to create a gifting business. As you, as you know, I'm half decent at gifting and figuring that whole stuff out with uh, what to get people. I don't know if it was conscious or subconscious that I'd want to evolve the business into working with businesses that are in a spirit, more spiritual space and kind of becoming their gifting partner and working with them to kind of really bubble up what their business is about and then try to figure out how to pair that with spiritual type of items that aren't real cheesy, but really can connect their brand to their call, you know, their clientele, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I envision the business going. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the gifting piece of it? Because, and I'll just say too, it's weird because I don't even think I put two and two together for a long time that that is actually one of the things that you're really, really good at. And I don't even think you even sometimes know how you know the exact right thing to get somebody. But you always do it for me and you always do it for everyone else where you just kind of like know the exact thing that it's like the thing that they never knew that they needed or the perfect thing that they like always wanted. And you somehow just know what that is. Is there a question? (laughs) No, I'm just saying like it's it makes so much sense that we would make this or that you would make that into a business because you are really good at it. So where you just got this idea for this to be a gifting business, you know, beyond with the gold-plated amethyst at the center, can you just talk about that? Sure. I keep seeing packages come into the house or people, you're gifting people. So I put two and two together that the space that you're currently in, the coaching business or the coaching space that the owners or the coaches themselves are sending out welcoming packages or sending out holiday or birthday or any of these type of uh, special moments within 365 days. And I think when you're an entrepreneur or really anybody, I don't even want to put it into a box, but anybody who is aware and just paying attention of figuring out how do I get my foot into the door or how do I evolve a space and connect with people. And I think that from what I saw after watching what you were doing was that A, there is a lot of coaches out there and B, that there's a lot of people out there seeking coaches. So there's a an already established marketplace. And I saw people with boxes and sending boxes and you know, there's other businesses out there that are gifting partners, I guess, for a lack of a better term. I saw people just buying stuff and then repackaging them and just sending them along, right? Where you can go find something. But I truly believe that the gold amethysts are really special, even if I didn't make the damn things. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're really special. So I think uh, what I envision is kind of using that as a, a foot in the door of somebody seeing something nice and shiny and meaningful and then trying to communicate properly to somebody who is either gifting multiple people or a a coach or just even individuals trying to gift themselves or people within their world is I would love to figure out how to communicate with you because I also have a background in marketing, obviously. I owned a lot of things, but one of the things I owned was an art and culture publication in Philadelphia. And after that, I went to work at a design agency being a Uh, head of marketing and business development. So I think in that space, I recognize that if you're able to communicate properly from a branding perspective, that people will buy into what you're doing. And then after my last job, as you know, I worked for a uh, organization that I was head of operations and we were doing a lot of gifting, but also dealing with China and production and stuff like that. So I I think my skill set and kind of everything I've learned within 20 some years of working for myself and working for others is um, when you make things nice and pretty, people will appreciate it. And it's just really finding, uh, 
how to make people understand what you're doing. And I think that I've probably spoken myself into a circle where I don't <laughs> even know what I'm saying right now. But I think we were talking about how you see this evolving as far as gifting goes. And I think that, well, first of all, a lot of people, their love language is gifts, right? And I think you're able to really speak that language for whatever I reason. I, have, I think I have a good eye for material goods. So I think it starts that I have a good eye for things. And then gifting you is easy. I've lived with you for 15 years, so I pay attention. So it's easy to gift with you, I think, from a perspective of working with somebody else that I don't know. It's really about understanding them Mm -hmm. and then trying to match a material item with their personality or what they're trying to communicate to whomever they're gifting. It really starts with just having a good eye of things. Yeah, which you do. Yes, I will admit that. (laughs) You do. Which, by the way, if anyone comes into our house, they'll always like compliment me. I literally did nothing for this house other than I think I might have picked out the paint colors when you gave me the option of like two. Sounds about right. (laughs) And I still have never really do any kind of anything when it comes to the design or decor of our home. That is all Matt. It's very special. So you definitely have a good eye for stuff. And I think that this is like the perfect way to just kind of evolve that. And I feel like it, it, this has the opportunity to like, you know, we keep using the word elevate when it comes to like elevating your space or elevating your gifting, but it really has the ability to like communicate something of a higher like frequency or give something to somebody that will really elevate them or bring them into another kind of energy. I think a better word. And I think elevate gets used a lot these days, but I think a better word that is getting its due is the word intentional. Yeah. I think the idea is when you're gifting somebody, instead of just saying, ah, fuck it, I'm going to give them a $50 Amazon card or whatever. I think if you put a little bit more intention behind what you're trying to convey with your communication. I think that you'll succeed, whether it's me or somebody else, but it's about slowing down a little bit and kind of taking in everything and being more intentional about whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I think like also one of the things that you're really good at, that is kind of something that we always go back and forth on in our own relationship, but is your attention to detail, Mm -hmm. which is something that I don't necessarily have as much. Um, I'm more like energetics and like bigger picture, but you really pay attention to every minute detail, which I think is something that... It's called anal retentive. That's all it is. It's nothing more, nothing less. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I think it is a benefit to the business. <laughs> Not to me. It drives <laughs> me up a fucking wall. <laughs> but I think it's a benefit to the business, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> well, you could talk more about that. Well, it's just being anal. I mean, I'm anal retentive with too many things. So <laughs> it's not a great thing to be. Well, in life, but in the business, it's good. Well, yeah, in the business, it's good. And then do you want to talk a little bit about like your ideas with the other boxes that you created and the candle also? So the candle is a a coconut wax blend. And then same mine, I get flats of um, 
amethyst clusters scent and I glue it to the top, created a way to take it off so that when somebody is done with the candle, they get to kind of keep have a keepsake that they could put in a, a space that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the candles are great. And then the gift boxes themselves, I think when we were creating it, I just wanted to get a few different ideas up there. I think it was birthday, relaxation, gratitude, man- gratitude manifestation, and a crystal mm-hmm. box. I think that to me, those are great to have as kind of like somebody just going on there and wanting to buy more of an intentional that's already kind of curated. And the way we made the site is that you can pick and choose in each box certain items. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's different colors of the candle or different scents that they can choose. And it kind of puts it together in a kind of a cool little way on the web. But ideally, in reality, when it grows the way I want it to grow, it's finding more partners to gift for and kind of being somebody's go-to gifting partner so that I can create something with somebody else. Another thing that I I started doing, as you know, is uh, typing all the notes. So when somebody buys a gift box for somebody, it's not some, you know, I have shitty penmanship, so I didn't want to keep bothering you to write a note out for somebody. So I uh, bought myself an old typewriter and uh, I type everything out, um, which I think makes it a little bit more personal in this kind of day and age where everything's so digital. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your own evolution as an entrepreneur and kind of how you see yourself evolving into this? Sure. So when I started being an entrepreneur, I guess in the late 90s, uh, geez, (laughs) you know, I was traveling the country by car and selling stuff at like Grateful Dead and Fish shows. So that was kind of the enter into entrepreneurship. And then after that, with my friends, some of my friends who I used to do tour with, we opened up a clothing store in Philly, had that for about five years. And then like three years in, I had some stupid epiphany that the city needed a new magazine. So instead of really doing too much research, I said, fuck it. And I just kind of assembled a a motley crew to kind of create a magazine in Philly that actually was up for Utney Reader Award for Best New Magazine in 2008. Then I kind of dipped away from entrepreneurship, except for a couple little things here and there. But I think what you're getting at, is my guess, is uh, all these other times when things got difficult for whatever reason, uh, whether it was fighting with business partners, whether it was just money, just being eaten away at my uh, bank account and just wanting to throw the towel in, I decided to throw the towel in. And uh, I guess the last time was probably uh, over a decade ago. And I think that it's always kind of nipped at my Well, you also had the minerality too. Yeah, but that was later on. Yeah. But anyway, based off of your question and knowing you, I think what you're trying to get at is I I just kind of gave up. And instead of plowing forward and giving up, I don't think is a bad idea at times, to be honest with you, because Mm -hmm. sometimes in a business, it's just not the right time or you do run out of money or it was a bad fucking idea. So it's not like giving up is the worst thing to do. I think what I personally did was I I gave up, but then I also kind of went in and out of depression because of it. And Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, that happens. I think that depression eats at people, whether it's their soul or just uh, 
their consciousness or whatever it is, taking a hard time to step forward and kind of getting out of their own way. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think for a long while, (laughs) it was very difficult to get out of my own way. Um, But I think with this one, uh, Mind Goods, I think that, um, and one of the reasons why I pulled you in to be my partner was not just because we're a married couple and my money is your money, but it's also because I know that your mentality wasn't to just stop. And I knew that if I was by myself, I most likely probably wouldn't. It got difficult. And believe me, it's gotten fucking difficult many times. I mean, I've I spent a lot of money on my credit card and things sometimes just didn't work out. And if you weren't the partner and if I didn't have a partner, I probably just said, fuck this, man. I'm just getting a job. Like I'll support our kids a different way. So I think uh, for this one, when you go in from any endeavor, you're always positive at the beginning that it's going to work. If you're an entrepreneur who doesn't go into it, believing that it's going to work, good luck. Um, (laughs) That is true. I think the one thing mentally I'm trying to do differently from this situation is just keep my head down. And, you know, there's good days and there's bad days. And when there's bad days, go take a nap or go on the bike or go take a walk or go smoke weed or whatever you have to do to get over it. Just go do it, but don't give up. And uh, the next day is a new day and uh, just keep moving forward. You might not get to where you want to be at the time that you've set for yourself, but that doesn't mean that you won't get to where you want to be. That is true. Yeah. And I think your ability to like manage, like if we're going back to how we've both changed in the last three years, I think that your ability to manage your own emotions has drastically changed, right? Even in what you're just describing of like knowing that it's going to get better instead of kind of going into like a shutdown mode or a funk around it. Well, shout out to microdosing mushrooms for that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think that, uh, thanks for the compliment, but I think that you're right. I mean, my emotions have, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm almost, what am I, almost 49? Almost 49. So at some point you got to be a I don't want to say a man, but because we're all men and women and I don't want to seem sexist or anything, but you just have to man up to a certain extent. So it's just like at some point you got to not place the blame, but take the blame and respect the blame and move forward and don't worry about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of people who want to shit on you and uh, whether they know they're shitting on you or not, but there's a lot of people out there that are happy to fucking lay a hot steamy one on you and uh instead of worrying about that just say fuck it i'm just gonna make this happen i don't really care what anybody says and uh, if you can afford to draw out the runway for it to be a success i mean obviously having revenue somewhere else and having your wife who's making money and just being fortunate the way i am in general it gives a longer runway to be able to succeed but you still have to mentally stick with it and stay with it. Yeah, I know. I think that that's like one of the biggest things. I think that so many people, like if they don't get the outward result that they're looking for immediately, they want to throw in the towel, which is what I've seen with so many people that I've worked with is just like, oh, well, I did this one thing and it didn't work. So now I'm just going to like give up. 
everybody has their own evolution. So again, I'm 49. <laughs> so I've been through a lot over that many years. And there's been times when I've just literally cried <laughs> for days because I didn't want to deal with it. You know, when you and I started dating, I think my back went out all the time. Oh, yeah. Because all my stress was in my lower back, sciatic nerve. And I started reading Dr. Sarno, which I really appreciated. And my mental capacity to understand what was going on and how I was compartmentalizing all of my emotions and just all that shit. You know, but that's that's my story. You know what I mean? Everybody else has their own story about why they might give up doesn't make it right doesn't make it wrong it's their own story um, that they tell themselves but I think the one thing I've I think learned is it's literally just a story you're telling yourself one way or another so in reality you're going to get to the end result either way so why not get to it sooner than later and just stick with it and if it doesn't become what you had envisioned originally, it's still becoming something. It's just becoming something that it's meant to become. So that's kind of where my mental state is at right now is just every day isn't a great day. Today is a good day, but every <laughs> tomorrow might not be a great day, but you know, I just keep moving forward and keep doing what I think makes sense. And yeah. Well, I think with you too, I think you don't even, and you can respond to this, but I think you are very much like following your intuition all the time. I don't even know if that's what you would call it, but I feel like you're very intuitive with just like how you, like the ideas that come to you and how you think about things and how you kind of like move through the world, even though it might not like seem that way, but I feel like that's just how you kind of operate in general. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'll say I, I'm different than most people, but I don't have not putting a label on how I do things. I don't know. But I also, the one thing I've learned as I've gotten older is to take my ego out of things. When I was younger, when I had the magazine, I was managing, I don't know, 10 to 20 people. And if I wasn't getting my way, most likely I was not going to be happy. And at this point, I really have taken my ego out of whatever I'm doing. And I'm, first of all, I'm building a brand for the other sex, because I'm not, <laughs> you know, I envision people being 25 to 50 of the female sex enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. So I need to lean on other people who might be closer to 25 to 50 and female. So <laughs> even though I might think I'm right, I'm still listening to other people and I'm not, I'm not controlling with my ego. I'm controlling with I don't even know what it's called. Just a I sense. think it's your intuition. That's what I'm saying. All right, but I don't like to admit that you might be right. So I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how to go about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I just think it's funny. And then when you mention like you're different than most people, I know that that historically has been something that you have struggled with just like growing up and, you know, going to private school and feeling like you were just different than everybody. But I feel like now you've kind of like more are in a place of just like accepting that you're more of like a creative, like intuitive person um, and like not making that wrong anymore. I have no thoughts about that. 
I don't. I don't. I, well, when I went you to said a good you were, school. I know, but when you said, I know, but uh, like when you struggled in school and you felt like you weren't I as smart in school as because I was an asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I just didn't want to do work. I think I was just more wanting to get into your more creative side and kind of accepting your just accepting yourself in that way. Because I think there's a part of you that thought like, oh, I should have like followed in my father's footsteps and become a lawyer or whatever. And like kind of think that. Yeah, but I also feel like you've like accepted I haven't accepted. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> what do you to do? Okay. I'm not giving um, you the answer you want. <laughs> I mean, what do you want from me? But I feel like you have. You're just like not admitting it right now. That's your opinion. I don't know if I agree with it. Okay. Anyway, but also, yes, you would have been a great lawyer because you're very good at arguing. Well, I'm confrontational. (laughs) Yes. Any thoughts around like the way that you created the box in general? Because the actual box, I feel like, is really special as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, we worked with Emma, who you've worked with. Uh, Mm -hmm. Shout out to Emma. Um, Yeah, she did a great job. She did a great job with the... I had an idea, and I think that... I can't even fully remember the process, but I think that I took my idea to Emma, and Emma was really good at listening, coming back with ideas, and we just went back and forth. But I knew that if we were going... I knew that if the long run, we wanted to have a gifting business, and the package needs to arrive in kind of that special moment type of feeling. So I think we put a lot of money on the credit card to get a ton of boxes. And the idea was instead of just a craft box with a piece of tape that said our name on it, I wanted people to have a moment right from getting the package and right from opening. Like the inside has a, a gold splash on the under lid. Again, it goes back to that intentional. Everything is just well thought of, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was just, again, it's kind of like going back and listening to other people, like listening to you and Emma in that process, setting down what I wanted, but not having a fully developed notion of what that was going to look like. You know, Emma came back with a pattern that killed it. The color scheme, I think we went to her, but she fine-tuned it. Everything, even from including selenite wand and a, a quartz point in all purchases. It was kind of, I wanted it to be special from no matter what. And I think that that was really what we set out to do, which is to have a special experience. Anytime you're touching any point of the business, it should be special. Yeah, I love that. And I think it just like goes with your personality because you're always like thinking of all of the details. Like you're always, you know how we always talk about, you always think about what I'm going to want or what I'm going to need or how I'm going to feel. And you're like really good at that. So I think it's just, you're well suited for creating something that has that very like intentional attention to every detail kind of feeling. Yes. Oh, well, the other thing too is like we decided to have boxes available without the gold plated amethyst, right? In order to have like a lower price point option. Oh, yeah, that was, those are the manifestation box. I mean, all these boxes can be found on the website mindgoods.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you can always up your 
purchase to include a 24 karat gold plated amethyst. And I know you you talked a little bit about like the process of it, but like I think maybe just one more time going over like each one is handmade by you. Yeah, so I buy them in larger lots so I can get a good price and then each piece I do, I sand it down five different grits of sandpaper to smooth it out properly. And then I have to seal in the back of the amethyst because it's, again, going back to the Mohs scale, it's not that high, it would deteriorate. So I have to seal it. I have to attach a wire so that I can get electricity through it. And then I go through multiple baths uh, for plating purposes that take, I think, about 20 hours altogether. So each stone goes through about a week's worth of a part of the process. So I think there's about 10 steps in there. Mm -hmm. um, And each stone from start to finish takes about a week to produce. Yeah, so it's special. And also it's alchemy. 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 Yes. Alchemy. alchemy. Do you consider yourself an alchemist? I would love to be an alchemist. Well, you are. Yeah, but I would love to be an alchemist. (laughs) You are. You're literally doing alchemy, so you are an alchemist. Well, look at that. I've made myself into an alchemist. Look at that. That's manifestation right there. (laughs) Well, thank you, Matt, for sharing everything with us and for being on the show. I know that, as most of you can tell, Matt doesn't love to chat the way I do. So this is probably one of the longest conversations you and I have had in the last 15 years. It's good to get to know you. Uh, Well, I love you and thank you for being on the show and sharing with everyone. I know everyone's going to appreciate it. Love you too. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a review and share the show with your friends who you know are yearning for this type of content. When you leave a review, send us a screenshot and we'll send you a $250 credit. You can apply to anything else in my world. You can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram at Elise underscore breathes and by joining my Facebook group, Financial Freedom for Spiritual Entrepreneurs, where I share all of my most fun and potent content. Make sure you download my breathwork for financial freedom at elisebreathes.com. See you next time.